former head of GCHQ on the changing nature of ransomware and hacking the ransomware as a service business model. These stories and more in this week's ISMG Security Report. Hi, I'm Anna Delaney. Summertime in London means it's time for the annual Infosecurity Europe conference. The regular conference goer has been Matthew Schwartz, ISMG's executive editor for Data Breach Today for Europe, and he's joining me now. Matt, did the pandemic put a slight disruption in this year's plans? Indeed it did, Anna. Unfortunately, yes. Organizers were hoping to host the annual event in person this year, even if the keynotes might be virtual. But last month, they announced that the entirety of this year's conference would instead be delivered virtually due to the UK government's restriction. As you'll know, here in Britain, like many other nations, we've unfortunately seen a surge in COVID-19 infections attributed to the variant. On the upside, the Olympia Exhibition Center, where the conference was due to be held, is a glass ceiling hall, originally built as an agricultural center in 1886, and it is absolutely sweltering hot on a warm London day of the type that we have seen. Yes, not, nothing like a good cattle market, that's for sure. So what were some of the conference highlights? As always, this year saw a range of excellent keynote speeches. One that I'll highlight was Robert Hannigan's. He served as director of Britain's GCHQ intelligence agency from 2014 to 2017, during which time he established the UK's National Cybersecurity Center. So in 2018, after he left GCHQ, Hannigan delivered a great talk at InfoSec Europe on how cybercrime groups and nation state attackers continue to blur together, especially in Russia. And in Tuesday, his speech was a look at more recent trends in cybercrime and in particular ransomware. So let's start with the bad news. Hannigan predicts that we will be battling ransomware as one of our leading cyber threats for at least the next few years. Here's Hannigan. So we're beginning to see real world consequences of ransomware in a way that we probably didn't before. I think the interesting thing for me about ransomware is how it's changed. And we've all been following it in the business for many, many years. Um, but I would say uh, the business model has changed. Criminal groups especially have realized that, uh, particularly in a pandemic, there are new ways of extorting money. Um, so they are changing their model. For example, the double extortion uh, approach of stealing data as well as freezing it, as well as freezing systems, so that even if you've done the right thing and backed up, there's still the threat of blackmail and exposure of data. Now, that's a new development. But I think on the technical side, there have been some really, uh, in some ways, impressive um, developments in the kind of ransomware being delivered, especially against the manufacturing and industrial sectors and pharma. Um, ransomware, for example, the one that hit Honda famously uh, last year, disabled its operations right across the world, uh, came in through the uh, corporate systems, we understand, uh, but ended up um, disabling operational technology. And I think that's interesting because criminals have realized that by going after OT, by going after manufacturing, they are hitting a sector that really can't afford to stop operating and needs to pay up to keep keep going. So what sort of a response does Hannigan advocate? Perhaps unsurprisingly for a former government official, he's calling for government action. Uh, and for example, of the type that we're seeing the Biden administration pursuing in terms of attempting to make it more costly 
for some nations, particularly Russia, to look the other way on cybercrime. Sanctions are a possibility, of course, as are offensive cyber operations launched by the UK, US, and its allies against criminal infrastructure. Paying attention to supply chains as well is going to be essential, Hannigan said, and not just the most important vendors out there or the big fish like SolarWinds. As an example, he cited NotPetya, the fake ransomware attack in 2017 attributed to the Russian government that wiped devices in Ukraine and beyond. Similar to SolarWinds, also attributed to the Russian government, NotPetya was spread via a backdoor added to a little-known accountancy software tool called MeDoc, developed by a Ukrainian firm called Intellect Service. Some massive organizations used this software. But as Hannigan noted, how many of them rated it as a critical part of their supply chain? Of course, this is why nation-state attackers targeted it. So beyond these sorts of supply chain questions and concerns, which are continuing to bedevil organizations. Hannigan also urged the information security professionals in the audience to go back to basic, to beware of focusing on shiny new things like blockchain, AI, machine learning, and the other buzzwords du jour. In particular, he highlighted password management as a recurring problem. Organizations also need to patch known vulnerabilities and they need to be using multi-factor authentication whenever possible. This might not be the bright, shiny things that everyone in the information security community loves to play with, but Hannigan said, attackers keep gunning for these basic sorts of things. So more organizations have got to start with them because they haven't been, and if they fix them, they'll find their cybersecurity posture. Excellent. Well, thanks so much, Matt. And who knows, maybe next year we'll be there together in person under that glass ceiling tall. Party London 2022. You're listening to the ISMG Security Report on ISMG Radio. ISMG, your number one source for information security news. The Colonial Pipeline ransomware attack put a spotlight on the rise of an attractive business model for criminals, ransomware as a service. Someone who has directly interacted with criminal affiliates of ransomware as a service operations is Matt Onley, Director of Threat Intelligence at Cisco Talos. He spoke with Executive Editor Matthew Schwartz about potential strategies that can be put in place to hopefully successfully disrupt this criminal business model. Given the scope of what we're seeing now and given the poor track record we have in terms of mitigating this problem through traditional law enforcement efforts, we need to start looking at what are the options beyond law enforcement for us to work on. And I had the opportunity, along with Brad Garnett from our IR team, to work on the Ransomware Task Force, um, which was 60 plus security experts and industry experts from, from the insurance groups, from Bitcoin tracers, from law enforcement, from intelligence, and from the security industry itself, came together in a pretty, you know, kind of vigorous four months or so to kind of put together a set of different recommendations. And while there's 80 some recommendations, the key one that that I'm really interested in seeing how it plays out, and we're kind of seeing this in this moment is a recommendation that governments take an intelligence driven disruption approach to these critical level threats. So when organizations target critical infrastructure or hospitals or government facilities, then they rise to a different level of threat and need to be addressed beyond law enforcement. And what that means is that you engage all elements of what the government can bring to bear. And so we talked about how there's a safe haven for these actors. So perhaps 
there's an area for in the U.S. the State Department to step in on the diplomatic efforts to try to to pressure these sponsoring nations to kind of to to stop sheltering these actors. But maybe there's a weakness in in the group where there's distrust between the members, and the right kind of messaging can kind of enhance and disrupt their activities that way. Or maybe there's a weakness in their technology stack. And offensive cyber operations can be brought to bear to kind of disrupt their activities. All of those need to be in play um, once you determine that these groups are, are kind of critical infrastructure, national security level threats. And so it's it's a it's a new kind of different kind of model than just treating these like like simple crimes, which at the scope that they are, they are not anymore. And finally, a question on every security leader's mind is: How do we ensure a secure ecosystem? One CISO who knows a thing or two about supply chain risk is Deborah Howarth of the publisher's Penguin Random House UK. Here she is outlining her approach to supply chain security management and closing potential vulnerabilities along the chain. That is about understanding. So who are our suppliers? It's amazing that many organizations don't actually know the full extent of their suppliers. Even if they have a preferred suppliers list, they're always outliers. So the first thing is discover your suppliers and then find out what they do for you and figure out a risk assessment method. So we have a risk assessment method such as, well, do they have access into our systems? And if they have access into our systems, do they have elevated privileges? Do they have access to crown jewels data? And if they don't have access into our systems, do we send them crown jewels data? And even if they don't have access, are they responsible for supporting some of our business critical solutions so that we might need them to respond very quickly? So if there was a a ransomware attack that they suffered themselves, would they still be in a position to support us if we needed them? So all of that prioritization needs to go on. And again, that tells you where to focus your efforts. Um, So we have some that we engage in on a regular basis and some that we just monitor, maybe send them an annual questionnaire and others that we we just kind of say, well, we'll have a look at them as and when we get time. And the other part of that is there are always new suppliers coming on. So you've got to have a robust onboarding and due diligence process right at the beginning to really ensure that you know the risk you're taking when you sign up a new supplier. That's it from the ISMG Security Report. The music is by Ithaca Audio. I'm Anna Delaney. Until next time. Music.